This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is entitled Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and the entire compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis. Taping up a wide variety of topics, including working from home during the coronavirus pandemic, the role of the board of directors, the role of the supply chain, why you must continue to do compliance during this time, and a wide variety of other topics. If you have a topic that you would like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do an episode on this podcast. We'll post on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for the foreseeable future as we navigate our way through this incredible health crisis. Now, a word from our sponsor, SAI Global. With the coronavirus and COVID-19 pandemic continuing to change rapidly, trust and integrity are paramount to business continuity preparedness. SAI Global is here to help compliance and risk professionals face these challenges, including unprecedented business impacts from employee well-being to disrupted supply chains. SAI 360 is a cloud-first software and modern ethics and compliance learning platform designed to help you effectively navigate risk from every perspective. To learn more about how you can protect your business operations and workforce during these uncertain times, visit saiglobal.com backslash risk for free resources, expert guidance, and industry-leading technology. In our inaugural episode, we visit with Sean Friedland, Director of Product Marketing at SAI Global, who talks to us about how to successfully work from home. I know you will enjoy this episode and this entire series. Thanks. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and welcome to our inaugural episode. Today, I have with me Sean Friedland. Sean's a good friend and a friend of my various podcasts, and he wrote last week an incredibly prescient article that I think it trended extremely well on LinkedIn and actually is very appropriate for what we may all be going through over the never, next six to 12 to eight weeks. So, Sean, first of all, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Tom. It's good to be back, uh, especially amidst these kind of uh, scary and uncertain circumstances. So, Sean, over the past several years, uh, certainly since I've known you, you've worked from home and you put in writing what you called four tips to successfully working from home in your LinkedIn post. So I would just ask you to walk us through them. Yeah, absolutely. So I started working at SAI Global uh, around four years ago. And when I started working there, I uh, started working remote full time. That was kind of part of the job offer was that I could work from home. I'd never done that before. So it was really um, a new kind of learning curve and a new kind of environment. At the time, I had a desk in my bedroom in my apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, now I'm fortunate to have a home office. But, you know, it struck me that a lot of people because of coronavirus and COVID-19 now are going to be working remote, working from home for the first time. A lot of organizations are kind of taking that action as a business continuity best practice to protect, um, you know, the safety of their business and the health of their employees and encouraging people to stay home and work from home. And that's a pretty drastic change. You know, there's a lot of organizations, huge global industry leaders that are really enacting that relatively quickly. Um, And, you know, there are a lot of implications to that decision. But really, for the most part, 
you know, when I wrote this article for tips to successfully work from home, uh, I was thinking about, you know, what are all these people going to be going through their first few days or weeks? Um, and, you know, I had that experience already, so I wanted to share some advice with them. Um, so for me, really, there were four things that stood out. Um, they were get outside, act as if, develop a flexible schedule, and find your comfort zone. And I'll talk about each of those a little bit because I think that, you know, aside from, from some basics that you might think are somewhat obvious uh, when it comes to working from home, these were the things that really stood out to me that you might not feel um, immediately, oh, clearly I'm going to do this. This is a really like kind of obvious thing. It took me a little bit of time to kind of figure these things out. Um, it's important to obviously acknowledge everyone is different. Everyone has their own kind of schedules and habits and routines. And, you know, this advice isn't uniform across the board, but I think that if most people, um, you know, it'll help most people, I think, adjust to this kind of new office culture that they're kind of building for themselves in real time. Um, Sean, could you start off by just kind of reviewing the basics and then go into the specifics that you found were so helpful? Yeah, absolutely. So I think anytime you work from home, you know, first things first, you really want to have a strong Wi-Fi connection, right? Try to set up a desk if you have one, um, you know, Basic hygiene is always a good start, right? If you're going to wake up and roll out of bed, take a shower, it'll wake you up. I think that's kind of what most people um, say in a lot of the articles I've read already. People, a lot of people are suggesting, you know, make sure you dress up as if you're going to work. I don't personally agree with that advice. You know, I used to dress business casual going into the office at my old jobs. I don't wear a button down and, and, you know, dress pants every day to work anymore. Um, I personally, you know, usually wear something comfortable. And I'll talk about that kind of comfort level um, as one of my best practices as we dive into it. And that also really helps, you know, save on on dry cleaning, which is a nice kind of benefit. So I think, you know, hygiene, kind of set up a desk of some nature, have strong Wi-Fi. Um, you know, I think one of the things that's really important is to just be cognizant of the rules and values that your company expects you to conduct yourself with. That's part of my act as if section. Um, it might seem obvious to some, it might not seem obvious to others. So why don't we kind of dive into each of the four that I wrote um, and explore those a little bit more. Uh, you know, I'm pretty grateful that right now it's the most popular thing I've ever published on LinkedIn. Over 3000 people have read it. So hopefully this helps a few more people discover it and uh, it's helpful for other people. Sean, before you do that, uh, one thing that struck me and the reason I ask you to detail some of the basics is uh, the thing I think that struck me most about your article was not four tips, but four tips to successfully. And that uh, the things you put in there in your article that you're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into really allow you as an in-home worker, whether that's uh, working from home, whether that's quarantine, whether that's self-isolation or uh, just social distancing allows you to take your work performance up to a new level. Um, so with that, why don't you uh, tell us about the four you laid out that work for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think another one of those tips, Tom, that might seem obvious, but not necessarily going to help you be more successful is, you know, if you're in a group meeting, go on mute, right? Those are kind of best practices that you would adopt regardless. So I didn't really write about those particular things. Uh, first and foremost, I wrote about getting outside. 
Uh, I think that when you work from home and you start working from home, you feel this pressure to start working right away. You wake up and you're like, well, I'm kind of at work now. Um, and you don't really know how to create that barrier between work and your personal life yet. So you're just rolling out of bed and you're going to go to work. Um, for me, I have a dog, so he helps me kind of live this best practice and value, but I think it's essential to get outside. And at first when I started, I didn't necessarily do that. And I felt stir crazy. I felt like I was confined and trapped and I, you know, you don't have that commute anymore in the morning, which I think is a good thing. You lose some of those things that force you to get outside. So you have to get outside um, and get some fresh air just to break up your day. Um, I typically will wake up in the morning, make some coffee, take a short walk, you know, with or without the dog, uh, and then at lunch and then at the end of the day. And I, I almost use it to divide up projects, get some fresh air, clear my mind. Um, you know, it's really easy when you're working from home, especially because you're not going into a conference room anymore. There are a lot of things that you might be doing otherwise that you're not doing. So you literally might be at your desk, sitting down, staring at your computer for eight plus hours continuously. Um, if you get outside, it'll make your day a lot easier. Be conscious of the fact that, you know, if you are in an area with a high kind of contamination of COVID-19, you know, you want to practice that social distancing. You don't necessarily want to go take long walks outside because that's not really a, a healthier, best practice thing to do. But even if you just pop outside of your apartment or your home for a minute and, and don't take a walk, but just get that fresh air, um, I think it's a really helpful way to kind of free your mind, kind of step away from the computer you know, get a little exercise even, but it's really something that um, I used to not do as much. And now I, I get outside every day multiple times. And it's really helped me manage work better, um, step outside and kind of get away from my projects and, and have a little bit of a buffer between work and just make the day kind of feel a little bit more complete. Sean, I really was also struck by your section entitled uh, As If. What did you mean there? Yeah. So I think that some of the common practices that you'll hear other people talk about are these things aligned with your kind of like professional conduct, staying professional, right? I think when people say, get up and dress like you're going to work, they're trying to really embrace that act as if lifestyle, you know, pretend like you are still going into the office when you work from home. When I think about acting as if it was really a aligned with this idea of if you're home you might not, and especially if you're new to working remote, it might not feel like you're at work yet. So you might think that, oh, I'll just throw the TV on and, you know, watch the news in the morning while I kind of onboard and kind of check my email. Or I might take a walk and kind of, you know, go to the coffee shop and hang out a little bit. I think that it's really important to kind of align the behavior mentally and physically that you would have in the office with how you behave at home. And by just kind of getting on that mental wavelength, I know that these are the values or policies that my company expects me to behave and conduct myself with. You know, if you keep that up at home, it just mentally will help you feel like you're in a professional working environment. So do I wear a suit or do I dress up for work when I get to work? No, I usually throw on a t-shirt and gym shorts, to be honest, or, you know, jeans and a hoodie. I, I prefer to dress comfortably. But I think that when I act as if, I know that when I go to the coffee shop and get coffee, I'm going to treat that person with respect as if I'm on the job and they know where I work, right? When I post on social media from home, I'm still going to act as if I'm a representative of my company, even though I feel like I'm in my home, you know, apartment and I'm just kind of hanging out. 
So I think it's really important to create that mindset where you align your behavior at home with the same behavior as you would conduct yourself with at the office, even though you're not at the office. Why is developing a flexible schedule so key? Yeah, you know, Tom, one of the biggest things that are a challenge for many people, I think, when they start working from home is time management. And it's it's physically managing your time because your schedule is going to be fundamentally different. Your routine that you've maybe embraced for years, your morning commute, the kind of things you do before you get to work, after you get to work are gone, right? So you're, you're inherently uh, more free and have more free time and your schedule is fundamentally less structured because you've removed some of those kind of cornerstone activities and behaviors to your day that you've embraced for a long time. But I think that what, what really happened to me is, you know, you don't have those face-to-face communications or relationships. You don't have those routines that you're used to. So you have to kind of build new routines into your day, but you also have to embrace the fact that how you spend your time is is fundamentally going to be different. You know, our, our colleague and friend, Matt Kelly, uh, he commented on my post and he said, I've been working from home for years. And one of the things that really struck me is how much distractions there are when you're actually in the office. And when you're at home, you know, your schedule can be different and even shorter. You know, he said that he could work six hours from home and be more productive than he would be eight hours in an office. And for me, what I really did, and I agree with that statement, is I find that once I figured out my schedule and my routine, I could be more productive at home. And the time I spend that eight hour kind of requirement, you know, your nine to five isn't really as defined as it used to be. Um, And you have that flexibility in your schedule to really be productive when you feel productive. You're not obligated to do work at certain hours because of the hours that you're at work right? I think that when you're home, you have that freedom and flexibility to really create a schedule that works for you. Obviously, there are meetings that you have to attend. There are things that you're obligated to do based on your calendar and your responsibilities. But without the kind of oversight of people watching you or the social pressures of being in an office setting to do certain things at a certain time, you have more flexibility. So for me, I wake up at 7 a.m., I take a walk, I immediately check my email, even though it's 7 a.m., right? I'm working when I wake up. I check to see if I have any fire drill emails that I need to respond to really quickly. I kind of clear those off. And then from 8 to around 11, 11.30, I am focused solely on one really big project that I'm trying to accomplish that day or that week. Then I'm going to, you know, typically maybe at your desk, you feel like you need to eat lunch really quickly. You have a half hour for lunch maybe. I kind of take like a 60, 75 minute lunch break. I'll eat lunch. I'll go back outside. I'll do a little bit of reading. I really try to divide up my day. And then this the afternoon from like one to three or four, I'll do another burst of focused work. I'll unwind by kind of reviewing lower priority emails, kind of setting myself up for the next day. And then I'll kind of at 6 p.m. kind of you know, call it a day, I'll get out of my office and I'll go to another room in the apartment or I'll watch something on TV to really indicate like, okay, work is over. You need to kind of have that divide between work and home when you're working from home. Um, But everyone's schedule could be different, right? I think some people, if you have kids or if you have other responsibilities where now, you know, especially if everyone is home because they're quarantined, you know, how you manage that time is going to be different. I think you need to embrace that flexibility and think about scheduling certain things throughout the day that are going to help you be more productive so that you could just follow those kind of self-imposed 
criteria for success that align with your own behavior. And Sean, you concluded with uh, a section entitled Find Your Comfort Zone. Why is that so important to having a successful work from home experience? Yeah, I think it's really important to just kind of mentally and physically be comfortable when you're at home because it's going to help you be more productive and settle into that routine. So I think that, you know, for me at first, I had this desk, it was in my bedroom. I kind of, you know, needed to get out and escape that. I wasn't super comfortable just sitting there for eight hours. Um, So I think that really, you know, you're adapting to a new kind of routine for your day. And it's important to just figure out in that routine where you're most comfortable and where you're going to be most productive. You know, at work, you're sitting at your desk, you're in this office, you're used to that office. At home, you know, you might find your kitchen table a better place than your bedroom, or there's not a TV in this one specific room. So even though it's not my office, maybe I'll set up a table and a chair there and try that, right? You really need to experiment a little bit to find where you're most comfortable. And for me, that comfort zone also includes not wearing, you know, a button down khakis, right? I'm more comfortable personally, and I'm more productive because I've tested it over the years, um, wearing more comfortable clothing, right? Um, So I think that you need to find that comfort zone. You also need to be comfortable, um, you know, operating in a, a very kind of risk conscious way, right? You can't be overly comfortable where you're exposing yourself to risk. So think about if you go to that coffee shop and are using the Wi-Fi there, you know, you might be comfortable, but you're also really in a, a low privacy uh, environment where you might be exposing those really, you know, sensitive documents that you're working on for work on your computer uh, to a hacker, right? So I think that the comfort zone goes both ways. You need to be comfortable. You need to be conscious of your environment. Um, and you need to think about your actions and your behaviors in a way that really, you know, don't put you at risk. Don't lower your own productivity and and don't kind of compromise the values of your company. But ultimately, you know, you're for the first time really in probably a long time in this environment where you have less supervision and less oversight of your behavior directly and indirectly than ever before. Um, so communication is really important, but also being comfortable with that fact and kind of getting in a groove where you know that you're really doing the work that you need to do is super important. Because at the end of the day, all that matters when you're working from home is that you get your work done. When it happens, how it happens, where it happens, isn't as defined. It's up to you and you need to make those decisions on your own and it's going to be different for everyone. But you just need to find that comfort zone so that you're in that productive groove and you can still do your job really well. Well, Sean, that's a, a great uh, summary of your article and actually further expansion. I've been visiting with Sean Friedland, the director of product marketing at SAI Global, on his uh, really helpful LinkedIn post entitled Four Tips to Successfully Working from Home. We're going to link to it in the show notes, so check it out. Sean, thanks so much for, for joining me today. Thank you, Tom. I really appreciate it. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like explored on this podcast, please shoot me an email at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, as a call to action, I would ask if you could to please tell one of your friends about the podcast so we can spread the word out about the newest podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. Also, if you would leave us a rating on iTunes or a review, it would greatly help get this the word out about this most important podcast over the next several months. 
Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me for our next episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This podcast is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.